everyone. Welcome to PTSD TV. Today is Thursday. Today is PTSD and relationships. And the title of today's episode is, Are You and Your Partner Roommates Because of Your PTSD? So a great topic. And today's episode of PTSD TV is sponsored by Broken to Unbreakable, which is my PTSD and CPTSD recovery program. So for those of you who don't know me, my name's Kayleen. I had CPTSD for over 15 years and now no longer do. And that's why I'm able to help people recover from their own PTSD and CPTSD. And this lovely man to my right here is... Brad Shipke. I'm Kayleen's significant other, and I also had PTSD and fully recovered from it and was there for every step of Kayleen's journey as well. And uh, this is a really cool topic, great topic today. And this is something that we definitely fell... I was going to say fell victim to, but <laughs> I don't like that word. But Fell into. We fell into... Um, and it's a really difficult place to be, but you can come back from it. It's, it can seem when, when you're in that place, impossible to come back from, but you definitely can. And we were able to do it and we want to help you come back from it too and rekindle that love that's still there. Yeah. And this is a kind of a question that we get a lot and things that we hear a lot, you know, when we're talking to people and connecting with people and just like, you know, how it starts is, you know, you're in your relationship. Sorry, book was falling. And, um, <laughs> you know, things are great. And then, you know, kind of the closer you get and the more open you get, the more you share things, the more kind of intimate you get in a, in an emotional sense. And then both parties kind of start to get hurt. So today we're going to be talking about, you know, why this happened, who's responsible and the first step to fix it. Right. Obviously there's a lot of steps when it comes to stuff like this. It's not just a one and done, but we're going to kind of get the ball rolling on this. Yeah. All right. So number one, why did this happen? Right. So, you know, if you and your partner are roommates and a lot for a lot of people, it's like, okay, yeah, we're still living in the same house, but we're in completely separate rooms. Like we can't really be around each other. Like, yeah, we still hang out and watch movies and stuff. But like in, in regards to like intimacy, there is none. And like we're constantly kind of fighting and like we're just we're just kind of living under the same roof. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this happens because you're two humans, right? And both of you are hurt and both of you are going through a really challenging time. And what's tricky about this is, you know, if you're the person, maybe you both have PTSD, right? But if one party has PTSD and one party doesn't, oftentimes, you know, the person who has PTSD is like just living so much in their own pain and kind of forgets or doesn't seem to realize or doesn't look at the other person and at what they're going through. Cause you're both going through something. You're both hurt. And we always talk about like pain is an individual journey, right? So something, the reason that we don't share kind of what we've been through and we don't encourage sharing of traumas or experiences or anything like that is for one, it's not helpful. And for two, pain is an individual journey. So it doesn't matter if you've had something that's quote unquote, like really bad, or if, you know, what I went through, Brad would have no problem. Like it wouldn't even cause PTSD. It, it like truly doesn't matter. And so you're both human. You're both in pain. You're both going through something really, really hard. And that can be hard for both parties, right? Because if you have PTSD, you think, well, like I'm the one that's hurting. I'm the one that's going through all this. And if you are loving someone with PTSD, you think, well, I don't have anything compared to them right and we're right. always kind of comparing and that's where it gets really tricky and that's where this is kind of cool because you get both perspectives on that yeah and what usually happens is that you get caught up in your own pain like Kayleen would say what Kayleen was saying and this happens on both sides and um you're both experiencing pain it's um 
it's, it's easy to get caught up and be like, Oh, I'm feeling this. All this is happening to me and basically get into that victim mindset. Like everything is happening to me and you know, my life sucks. And like the problem is all your fault. And then the other side's like, no, all this is happening to me. You have no idea what I'm going through. All this is your fault. And you just like get at each other's throats and fight and fight and fight and fight. And like, we've definitely been there and it's, it's really hard because it's hard to take that step out and take that kind of third party view. And that's kind of what you want to do in these situations is like, try to like remove yourself from your own emotions and you know, your partner's emotions and just look at this as if it was a third party, you know, like, and try to take your, the other side, see what your partner's going through and what their perspective is. You know, what are like, what are they feeling? Like, why are they upset? Why are they in pain? What's the possible pain that they could be going through? And then, you know, once you just do that, just by removing yourself from the situation and looking at things from like a third party view, almost like from like a movie, like you're watching a movie, um, you're able to take things more objectively. And then just from that awareness alone, like you're going to be like, oh, oh yeah, well they're in pain and like I'm in pain and like it's not their fault and it's like, it's not my fault. It's like now you can actually start to move forward from that point. And it's hard on both sides to do that, right? Because both sides are kind of blaming the other side. And so like- And you feed on each other. We have written here, like who's responsible for this? And like, so, you know, you might be thinking like, well, I'm responsible because I have PTSD, right? Or, you know, the partner might be like, Mm -hmm. well, I'm responsible because I knew that and I got into this relationship anyway. And like the truth is that you're both responsible, right? You, you are two humans that are trying to kind of come together and coexist and thrive together. And what happens there is like because you're human, you have emotions, you have pain, you have past experiences. Mm-hmm. And so everyone's hurt and everyone's responsible. So you need to kind of and we always talk about this, especially when we talk about relationships, but bring your best self to the table. And that means as individuals working to overcome that pain working to heal yourself working to look objectively working to communicate better working Mm -hmm. to bring your best self to the table yeah yeah and it's so important to take responsibility on your end and and your for your partner to take responsibility too and to realize that it is a two-sided thing um but it's also important to realize the difference between responsibility and blame. So a lot of people think like, oh, I'm taking responsibility, but then they end up just blaming themselves and beating themselves up. So like, that's not taking responsibility. Responsibility is like when you're like, okay, like I'm looking at this, this situation objectively. I'm looking at the facts. I'm looking at the truth. It's like, I'm in pain. It's not my fault, but it is my responsibility to make this better. This is my life. This is my relationship. And I am bringing at least 50%. I'm the other half to this relationship, you know? And the same thing on the other side. Um, so like, I mean, taking responsibility, that's kind of like when, when things start to turn around for us in, in our own story and journey through, you know, the way we started was like, you know, we, we came together and it was really hard. You know, I didn't actually even fully understand. I didn't even really know what PTSD was (laughs) at all. And like, even when I saw Kayleen going through what she was going through, I was just like, I, I, I don't even like, what is this? I had to discover what it was in the first spot. Um, but then, you know, things got worse and worse and worse. We started fighting and everything. And, you know, then we would, instead of sleeping in the same room, we slept in different bedrooms because things got so bad and we couldn't even, like, I couldn't even be in the same room. I felt like I couldn't be in the same room. And part of the, the fighting was that, like, again, I was comparing what I was going through to what Kayleen was going through. 
And I was like, I don't, I can't complain. Like I like, I can't like complain about my pain because she's going through something that is like insanely hard. And then, but at the same time, I was still blaming her for everything. So it was like a weird dynamic that like, and we never talked about it really. We only fought about it. So we never really came together and talked about it, but then we ended up in living different houses and, and different States <laughs> at some point. And it was really, really hard to go through. And like, it didn't start to turn around until we were both like, Oh, I have a piece in this. Right. And like, we've talked about this before, Kayleen and I, where it was just like, I need to, I need to be responsible. Like Kayleen says to work on myself and to bring my best self. Cause I'm responsible. I'm the other half to this relationship. You know, I'm part of this relationship. It's going down part, partly because of me, you know, like I have some hand in it and I have control in it and it doesn't start to turn around until you can see that you have responsibility in, in, in this relationship and making it work and you stop pointing fingers at the other side. And that can be a hard thing to, to hear. Cause you're like, Oh, well they do this and they do this. And it's just like, like that doesn't, that doesn't help anybody. And when you can realize that you can actually start to make progress when you stop pointing fingers and start taking responsibility again, not blame, you can start to move forward and take steps forward. And it, the same thing happens on both sides, right? So at the same time that Brad was blaming me for all the things that were going wrong in our relationship and in our lives, I was blaming him, right? And so when he was saying like, okay, like, you know, okay, this is your like life. This is your past. You need to deal with it. Like you're messing up my life basically, right? <laughs> at that same time, I was saying like, you know, this isn't my fault. Like, it's not my fault that I'm like this and there's nothing I can do about it. So like, why are you pushing away from me? It, this isn't like me. It's, that's not fair, you know? And yeah. so like we're blaming each other all at the same time. And it's so painful to go through. And, you know, if we knew then what we knew now, it would be, it would be a lot easier and it'd be a conversation. Yeah. And, you know, the, always when we talk about relationships of any kind, we talk about communication, right? And so the, the very first step, right, is being aware that maybe you're living as roommates, maybe you're in separate bedrooms, maybe you can't spend time together, maybe you can't be close to each other. That was something that we couldn't do for a long time is be like physically near each other. Yeah. And, you know, so the first step is like communicating about that. Like, hey, you know, we're, t we're two parties here and think of yourself as like a team. You know, if you were uh, like a basketball team, you would come together and you say, okay, what's your role? Okay, you're the point guard. What's your role? Okay, you're the, the whatever, the, the big tall guard. <laughs> um, you know, and tall so you're the, you're the defense guy. Um, and so you would come together and you would kind of, you would talk about your strengths, your weaknesses, and how you you know make that work as a team how you win right. the game right? right and so you know coming together communicating saying okay you know these are the things that i need to work on these are the things that in our relationship that you know i bring to the table yeah. that i can work on and then communicating okay these are the things that i bring to the table that i need to work on and again it's about bringing your individual best selves to the team yeah. and that is so 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 important yeah it's it's important to you to recognize and, and communicate that you recognize their pain and be like, like, I know, I know you're not like, I know you're not a dick. Okay. <laughs> I know you're just in a ton, a ton of pain. And then like, I, I, I'm sorry for everything that I did, but like, I understand that you were in so much pain and that you are like, we are in this like kind of whirlwind of emotions because we're both in so much pain. And like, I just kind of want to move forward and, and figure out solutions and stop pointing fingers at each other and start like, you know, working on a way to fix this thing. So, 
you switch, you want to switch your, the way you think about it of like blame to like, how can I fix this? How can I like bring my best self? And it really, it really only takes one person to kind of spark that change too. So like, even in the middle of a conversation, you can be like, you can take the other, other person's perspective. Like I've done this with Kayleen. She's done this with me a lot too, where it's just like, Hey, I understand. Like if I get like a little angry or whatever, um, in the past when I got angry, pretty angry, um, when things were bad, she, she would take the perspective, my perspective and be like, I understand. I understand that you're like, you're really hurt because of this, this, and this, you know, what can we do to, to make that better? And it, it shifts the dynamic of a conversation almost instantly. And, or it just starts the conversation off on the best foot. Hey, I know you're in a lot of pain. I know you're doing all this because you're hurting. I want to help um, and just come up with the best solution. You know, I don't want to shove anything down your throat, but I just want to, I want, like, I love you. Like, I know you love me and like, we're the best. We're the best team. Like, I just want to come up with the best solution for the both of us so we can both be happy together like we used to. Yeah. And it's like, I don't want to be hurt and I don't want you to be hurt. And so that is really important. And I remember like a few times, you know, when I was really mad and and Brad would say something like, that must be really hard for you. And I was like, like it is. (laughs) (laughs) And it just, it just brought this, like it changed the entire dynamic instead of fighting and going at each other. And so like when, when you can take that third party perspective and especially if you're in a relationship and you're the one who has PTSD or CPTSD and your partner doesn't, it's really hard for them, okay? And it's really important that we recognize how hard it is for them. And so when you can take a step back when your partner gets frustrated and say, you know, this must be really hard for you. And like, I have no idea what it's like loving someone who is in that much pain. You can take their perspective and you can step in their shoes for a second And, you know, if you enter a conversation that's already going on in someone's head, that's how you have success together. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when, when Brad's frustrated or when back when we were hurting and Brad was frustrated that I was having these bad nights, you know, I could like have a conversation and say, that must be so hard for you to wake up to something like that. And that's already what he's thinking, already what he's feeling. And then we can come together and communicate a lot more clearly. So if you can separate just enough to take a little bit of a third party view sometimes, right? You're not going to be perfect at this. (laughs) And it is challenging to do, especially when you're filled with emotion. But when you have, you know, emotion clouds your judgment. So when you're emotional and your partner's emotional, nothing's going to get done. But if one of you, either one of you can take a step back and say, this is really hard for both of us or this must be really hard for you. You know, what can we do to make this a little bit easier? How can I, how can we, what can we do? It changes everything in your Mm -hmm. relationship and communication is really the first kind of key to that. Communicate and make a plan. How can I, how can we, what can we do? What can we do? What resources can we find? You know, you're already at the podcast. That's great. If you have PTSD and you're here, great. If you are a partner, if you're loving someone with PTSD and you're here, Great. That's a great first step. Right. And now what we need to do right now, we're, we're finding the resources. You keep showing up. That's awesome. We love you for that. That's a great step. That's super important. And now kind of bring those resources to the table, bring mm-hmm. those resources to the relationship. So, so, so important. Yeah. And, and one thing to, um, I said before, when you can take that third party view, if you, if you leave today, just understanding or 
implementing that third party view of trying to take that outside perspective or trying to take your partner's perspective and understand their pain, a lot is going to change just from that. Um, also, I said before, I want to set, I want to set some right, some expectations on this too. Be I said before that like the dynamic of a conversation can change really instantly, but sometimes it doesn't. And you have to stay in that, um, kind of grounded place for a while while the other person gets their emotions out. And that is super hard. When you can do that, you're like a freaking master, like a freaking Zen master who's just like standing there and be like, yep, yeah, oh, that's okay. That's okay. I, know, I understand. You got to get out. You got to get out. I understand. I understand. I understand. I understand. And then they just run out of ammunition and it's like, I love you. I love you, dude. Come here. Give me a hug. <laughs> and they're just like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry for the way that I acted. It's just like, it's okay. I understand you're in a lot of pain. And it's really hard to get to that point. And you'll find yourself like taking that third party view and trying to change that dyna dynamic and it's not going to work all the time or you'll change it for a second and then you'll like you, you'll engage in the in the in the destructive anger and whatever the destructive conversation again you know so like maybe you'll take it for a second and then you'll be like something else inside of you will get like triggered or come out and it's important not to beat yourself out beat yourself up over those um I'm not going to call them mistakes, but like missteps, I guess, or like seemingly missteps um, because they're not. Cause like just by taking that step out for the first time is a huge step forward. And each time in the future that you take that step out, you'll be able to take it out for longer, you know? And it's also the expectation. I think I want to set in a big lesson that I learned is that like, you know, some, there's going to be times where like I, I need to get my emotions out, you know? And there's going to be times where Kayleen's going to need to get her emotions out. And um, when Kayleen's able to keep that grounded spot and allow me to get my emotions out, we can then calm things down to a certain point. And it's not about taking a beating. It's not about like taking abuse or anything. Um, but it's allow it's allowing your partner to express their point of view because they're in pain. And that's that's like when you can like truly understand that your partner's in pain and they're only saying what they're saying because they're in pain. Like you're just like I have love for you and like I just don't want you to hurt and like. I'm sorry for everything that you're going through, you know? It gets a lot easier when you can do that. And it, it won't be perfect. And you'll get it. No. <laughs> you'll, you'll get it maybe once once this next four months, right? And then you'll get it two, twice a month. And then, like, eventually you start to get it. And it's like you're human, right? And like Brad said, it's not about beating yourself up or keeping score. Sometimes yeah. you're going to get it. Sometimes you're not. And, you know, I used this example last week of, like, if your partner was, like a like, a toddler and they were just, like, having a fit and they were in so much pain and they just like were having a te temper tantrum you as an adult would be like okay like it's all right like don't don't worry about it like and you wouldn't take it personally right because now right. this is a child that's doing this and you would kind of wait for them to run out of energy and then you could talk like with a cool head and like i'm not telling you to treat your partner like a toddler but sometimes that can be really helpful when your partner does start to kind of get upset and either of you start to get upset just like to let them run out of steam. And this is something that we used to do and it can be really hard, but like, you know, you start to like see the cues for it, right? So like when Brad used to get upset, his like footsteps used to change, right? They used to get like <laughs> heavy, footsteps. heavy footsteps and then, you know, just, I would just kind of like, you can feel the energy closed doors a little, a little harder, a little harder in the closed <laughs> doors. And, you know, he brushes teeth really hard or something or um, he closed like the shower curtain hard. Right. So I could tell. And like, you know, when, it, when that would happen, I'd be like, okay, like something's going on. Like, and like in my head, I'm like, okay, this is kind of like, you know, this is silly. This is funny. This is like not, 
normal behavior, right? So he's upset, and I'm not really sure why. And so we're going to just – let's, like, let it ride for a second. And this is something that we found worked in our relationship, right? I'm going to let it ride for a second. Like, he's going to take his angry shower, and then he's going to he's gonna come back, and he's going to huff and puff or whatever. <laughs> and then I'm going to be like, okay, like, hey, what – you know, what's going on? And he's going to be a little mad, and he's going to – you know, and whatever. And then if I can just stay cool and say, like, okay, okay, like – what can we do about that? Okay, what can we do about that? Okay, I'm sorry to hear that, you know, you're feeling that way. Or I didn't mean to make you feel that way if it's something that I did. Mm-hmm. And eventually he'll run out of steam, right? And I do the same thing. This is yeah. on both sides. But eventually he'll run out of steam and say, I'm so sorry that I did that. I'm so right, sorry right. that I, that I you know, had heavy footsteps. Or I'm so sorry that I, yeah. I s- slammed the shower curtain closed. You Adults know? really are just big toddlers, us included. Like when you, when you take it, when you like tell that story, he's like, oh, you, you were huffing and puffing and you're like <laughs> closing the shower curtain hard and like, like storming around the house a little bit. It's like, it's like, a, I'm, I'm a big toddler in those moments. You it, know? Like I'm a big kid, like child. That's all that it is. And yeah. when I can recognize and when I can literally see how like silly that is. Right. Yeah. And be like, okay, like he's throwing a little tantrum. Like it's all yeah. good. Like it's fine. It's going to be fine that, you know, everything is fine. Yeah. Everything's going to be fine in just a second yeah. and not engage in that. Right. Because right. in the past, what would happen is he would start to do those things and I would get stressed and I would get mad at him for doing those things. Mm-hmm. And then we have an argument, then we have a fight and then we have a really, really different situation. Yeah. And so just, just like remembering that your person is human and, you know, n- knowing that everyone's just a big toddler and everyone has moments where they just want to like, you know, stomp around and like huff and yeah, puff is yeah. like just is just part of the journey and it's just part of relationships and it, it's just it's important that if you can just take that step out even just for a second yeah. and start to kind of get good at when you know your partner is hurting and just kind of being there externally for them and yeah. as a third party and just you know just understanding them and feeling them and just like that must be so hard for you yeah. I'm sorry how can we how can we make that better yeah it's like so important and knowing that everybody is hurt regardless of whether th- whether or not they have PTSD. And we say, like, if... We say that, like, everybody on this entire planet could benefit from broken to unbreakable. You know, like, because everybody has a past that has affected them negatively. You know, like, there are things in my past, like, where, like when I was a kid, that, like, kind of, like, shaped the way that I interacted with people. And there are ways to properly process those things in the past to heal the present so like even if your partner doesn't have ptsd or like doesn't seem or seems like they had like a perfect life they have nothing to complain about it's like almost everybody gets hurt and almost everybody has something to work on that they need they don't need to resolve but it would greatly benefit them to be resolved so like like when like a little thing like Maybe I, this is just an example. This has never happened before. I accidentally knock over Kayleen's coffee and she just freaks out. You know, maybe in the past, and let's say Kayleen didn't have PTSD. Um, <laughs> maybe in the past, like, um, I don't know, something with her, um, I don't know, a bully at school would always like, you know. Knock over my Knock juice. over her stuff or whatever. I don't know. That's like, that's a, that's a silly example, but like things in the past affect how we react in the present. So just knowing that and knowing that everybody's hurt, even if they haven't gone through something like traumatic, um, helps you take that perspective as well. And knowing that it's not, that's the other thing, not personal. So you don't take it personally. It's not about you. It's not about what you did. It's about the pain that they went through in their, in their past. And so it's like, it has nothing to do with you. That's why I tell myself, it's like, Kayleen's man, it's like, it has nothing to do with me. You know, 
maybe it does a little bit and like I need to like change. And I'm not saying I'm, I'm, I'm unwilling to change or I'm unwilling to take responsibility for my actions. But like her like pain has nothing to do with me and I'm not going to blame myself for for it. It's like I'm going to take responsibility for where we are right now and try, try to do my best to, you know, um, change my behavior and help her change whatever. I don't know. And um, move forward from here and solve the, the core problem but I'm not going to take it personally because it's not about me. It's about the past pain that she went through. That's just emerging now because it's never been properly processed. And basically anyone who's basically it's, and this is genuine. Anyone who's not level headed and is reacting in a not level headed manner is reacting that way because they've been hurt in the past. And there's, there's research on this and there's studies on this that, um, something as seemingly, and I'm going to say seemingly because we're not comparing traumas here, as seemingly small as an embarrassment in grade school can produce the same amount of symptoms or worse symptoms as PTSD and CPTSD. And so now, again, this is genuine research. So you could have had something happening. Like if you're here and you don't have PTSD, you could have had something happen in grade school, right? And you think about Whatever, there was one time in grade school where my best friend, Logan, and he remembers this, I was wearing a white (laughs) t-shirt. I was in like second or third grade. I don't know, maybe first grade. And I had this red like high C punch, whatever it was, red juice. And it was the only day in my whole school career that I bought lunch. So I had this juice and it was like an open container. And he was throwing out my lunch for me. And he picked the tray up and he, he, he brought it over my head and he spilled the juice. The juice spilled on my white t-shirt. There's the spilled story. There's the spilled story. There it is. <laughs> and so oh my God. he spilled this juice on me and I was so embarrassed, right? I had to like, I had to call my dad and like get a sweatshirt or I had to wear something for the lost and found or whatever it was. Anyway, I was so embarrassed. And, you know, if you think about that event and it still embarrasses you and it still hurts you, it's because it's not processed. It's because it, it, that event likely affects you now affects you in the future affects you 20 30 years later and that event could cause as much anxiety as as someone who's going through ptsd you could have the same feelings the same reactions the same Mm -hmm. outbursts as someone who's been through something very obviously traumatic right and so again the research is kind of clear on like even if you've had this like quote unquote perfect childhood everything went right there's going to be a moment because you're human, because you're a kid, because you're vulnerable, where you got embarrassed or you felt afraid or you felt angry and you just, you hold on to that and it stays kind of unprocessed. And so it doesn't matter if you've been through something obviously traumatic, you can go through something, again, seemingly just like a grade school embarrassment and it uh, continue to affect you years later. So, mm-hmm. you know, like when Brad spills my coffee, and now that's something that I've dealt with, obviously, with, you know, the, the spilling of the juice. But if Brad spilled my coffee and I didn't deal with that, I might freak out at him. Right. And so me freaking out and not acting as a level headed human means that I was hurt. Right. Again, barring the fact that I have yeah. PTSD, it means that I was hurt. So whether it's you who's listening, who has PTSD or your partner who doesn't have PTSD or technically or, you know, is diagnosed with PTSD, there's going to be buttons that you can push that are going to hurt them. And that's because they've been hurt. And so when they're not acting level headedly, it's because they've been hurt in the past. And it's not always about childhood experiences or anything like that, but it is it, it just kind of just goes to show that like 
we're humans and you know we hurt and there's ways to to overcome that pain there's ways to process that pain and process those hurts but on both sides you're human and you're hurt so like brad said like he you know if he had like the perfect childhood but there were just like a few things and you know our arguments and my ptsd and our relationship brought those things up cued those few things it's going to make the whole situation worse. So it doesn't matter if he's had PTSD or not had PTSD. Like when, you know, we're all human and we have, have to, have to, have to bring the compassion to both sides of the equation. Yeah. There's going to be a huge, huge revolution in mental health and how we actually look at mental health and the brain and our thoughts and everything. And I truly believe that we are on the cutting edge of that because there's very few people in the world that realize this. And like, we're not like the, the founders of this belief or anything. They're like Kayleen said, there's a lot of research on it, but it's not really mainstream yet. Um, but like, we're on the cutting edge of that. And it's, it's going to be, there's going to be a huge like revolution of like, and just like understanding and kind of paradigm shift and worldview shift of everybody in the world of, you know, what, how our pasts, how our past affects our present. And it's going to be, incredible and when you can like understand that and really it it just brings a lot of clarity to why you do what you do and like you don't get angry or you don't lash out or like do all these crazy things because you're a bad person you do all these things because you were hurt in the past and if you heal those those uh hurt pieces in your past you'll stop acting that way in the present and there's gonna be a huge shift and i just i'm so excited for it because like what we know is just like, oh my God, like your life will be so much better if you just do these, like if you just do these things, you just like discover these memories and then process them and like fix things. It's like, it's none of it's your fault. It's like, you just need to like work on these things and then everything's going to be better. It's like the path is so clear, but it's just hasn't hit that level of, I guess, awareness in society. And I'm just super excited for that. And like, we kind of gotten off into like a, a, a interesting direction in this episode, but knowing that perspective now, you can see that in your partner, right? It's like, they're not acting this way because of me. It's they're acting this way because of something in the past that hurt them. So when you're able to do that, you're able to see things from a whole new point of view and things just get amazingly better. And compassion is really, really powerful, especially in relationships. So if you feel like, you know, you and your partner are roommates because of this, you know, have a communication about it, have a communication, have a, (laughs) have a conversation about it. And, you know, maybe even kind of listen to this episode together and, and realize that you're both human and you're both hurt PTSD or not, whether you're labeled as really, really hurt, whether, you know, you have an experience in your past that says, okay, obviously really, really hurt or not, or it's something not obvious, Mm -hmm. really important to bring that compassion. And, when you can have that conversation and then come up with those, how can I, how can I do this? How can I, as the person who has PTSD work to heal this? Right. And you're already in the right spot. Like I said, right. Learn, read, you know, if you're in the program, awesome, you know, just keep showing up, keep putting yourself in front of positive inputs. If you're the person that doesn't have PTSD and you're listening to this, talk to your partner, see how you can help your partner, see how Mm -hmm. you can help yourself. You know, what are the things that you need to do? What are the things that you need to do to bring your best self to the table? And that leads to our action today, which is talk to your partner, have a communication, have a conversation with your partner about this and keep putting yourself in front of positive inputs. Yeah. It's just like, it's, that's the first and genuine step to this. Okay. Have a conversation about it. 
realize, okay, you know, we are kind of roommates because of, because of PTSD, because of what we've been going through. How can we bring more compassion and love to each other? How can we understand each other better? Have mm-hmm. a conversation, keep the positive inputs, like the podcast, like the, you know, the blogs or like the program, whatever it is, keep the positive inputs in front of both of you. Mm-hmm. Keep finding the resources, keep taking action. And that is how you get there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And if you are listening to this and like Kayleen said, are like, yes, we are like roommates because of this. And like, we don't talk, we just fight. And you want to learn kind of that process of, you know, how to take that past pain, whether or not it's because of trauma or just something that happened in your past and identify and then heal it completely. So it doesn't come up in your present and stop affecting your present. Um, that's exactly what Kayleen goes through in broken to unbreakable. That's the whole premise of that program is to heal those hurt parts from your past. And the best way to learn about that program, if you're interested in learning about that program is, um, attending one of Kayleen's free trainings where she kind of walks you through, um, the strategies to get started going down that path. And you can access that training. It's completely free internet can watch it anywhere in the world. There's a link below in the description, or you can go to overcomingptsd.info slash go. That's overcomingptsd.info slash go. And you can learn more about that and learn more about Broken to Unbreakable and the amazing coaching program that Kayleen, Kayleen runs and the lives. You'll see some amazing, amazing transformations that she's helped other people make. Um, and it's all completely possible to every single person in this world, no matter how long you've suffered, what you've been through, you can heal no matter what, like that is just, that is cold, cold, hard truth now. And like, there's so much research to back that up that it's insane. So please check that out. If you're interested, um, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. We're ending it up here. Subscribe to the podcast, share it with somebody who you think will benefit from this. Maybe your partner, maybe somebody else. You could share it in a Facebook group. If you think it's, um, it could benefit other people. If it benefited you, it's likely it'll benefit some other people too. And, um, lastly, give us, if you like, if you like us, or if you hate us, please give us a little rating on the the, the iTunes or the uh, podcast. Or the YouTube. <laughs> rating or the YouTube or whatever. Um, it helps us rank, high, rank higher and reach more people and achieve our mission of, you know, eradicating PTSD on this planet. Yeah, that is genuinely our mission. And, yeah. um, you know, keep showing up. We, we thank you. We appreciate you for showing up, for listening to, for viewing, for subscribing, for all of those things. We love you. We're here for you. We believe in you. And we've got your back. And you can do this no matter the situation, no matter the circumstance. You can do this. It is possible to heal from PTSD and CPTSD and live a life that you not only, like, enjoy, but you love, like, we always talk about the reason the program is called broken to unbreakable is because, you know, broken to average didn't really sound as good. Right. (laughs) So like, if you know, it's great if you no longer have PTSD, but once you get to that point, you have all this momentum, you have all these tools, all these resources, and now you have this kind of superpower of strength that we want to use to take you beyond. Right. And one of my favorite things is hearing people say, you know, I'm, I'm, going back to school. I got my dream job. I'm be, I'm finally the person that I always dreamed of being. And oh that gosh, is the ultimate amazing. goal, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's the most amazing journey, but that is what we're here to do and here to spread this belief and help you and love you and give you a hug and sometimes a kick in the butt at the same time and share some kind of stories and thoughts on these different topics. And on that note, if you have any questions, reach out. My email will be below in the description. I'm always here for you. We're always here for you. We got your back. I have one last thing. 
<laughs> I want to say on that note of what Kaylee was saying is like, once you get to that point where you heal your PTSD, it's like, it's not broken to average. It's broken to unbreakable because you're able, like you have, you've like, you've learned the process on how to process those past memories of the traumatic event. Now, all that's left to do is to identify all those other past pains, those little past pains that are still affecting your present and heal those. So like, you're going to be better than you were before by going through this. Like, a hundred times better because you're going to, you're going to identify all the past pains that you're not like all the people who don't have PTSD still have. And you're going to be able to eliminate those. I might not have said that very clear, clearly, but you basically do have a superpower because of all the knowledge and all the experience that you've been through to eliminate all your past pain. If you choose to do so. That's right. And that's it. That's all I got. Okay. That's all we got. We love you. We're here for you and we will see you all soon. All right. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye.